Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, Carrington Harrison does afternoons in Kansas City on Sports Radio 610, and you hear him sometimes here on CBS Sports Radio. He joins us to talk about the Chiefs. How's it going there, Carrington? Hey, I appreciate you guys having me on tonight. Thanks a bunch. My man. So, uh, you know, I've been watching all these Chiefs games, uh, I'm sure, like a lot of people. And uh, and their defense to me is like butter. I mean, it, I don't see, and frankly, how do, how are they even gonna think about being in the Super Bowl? Seriously, with that defense, I mean, they really are pretty bad. I mean, butter is maybe an appropriate term. I said that they kind of hold up like a like a, um, a a a tortilla. You know, when you go to Chipotle <laughs> and you get the burrito and you get the tortilla and how it's just all soggy and it just like breaks halfway through eating it. It's very similar how this Chiefs defense is. I mean, that's a very legitimate concern. I understand that every team in the NFL has flaws. Maybe the Patriots' offense isn't top-notch. You look at various teams around the NFL, it's hard to think that you can win a Super Bowl with a run defense the way that the Chiefs is. So, I mean, uh, when you're watching them lose these two games in a row, can you even believe what they're giving up? I, I can believe it just because last year their defense was so bad that at some point you kind of have to prove to other teams that you can do it. And I think we've seen one common thread. So the last three games that the Chiefs have lost, if you go back to the AFC Championship game, every team has run the ball at least 40 times. Every team has run the ball for at least 150 yards. And every team has had at least 40 minutes of time of possession. That the formula to beat the Kansas City Chiefs is out there. They're going to commit penalties to kind of shoot themselves in the foot. You need to control clock and keep Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. Like it's not like teams are cracking this 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 great Da Vinci code. They're simply just playing fundamental, beat you at the line of scrimmage, aggressive football, and the Chiefs just haven't been able to counter. So uh, Carrington Harrison with us from Kansas City Six Ten Sports. I got to tell you, uh, this guy Watkins. I love when he plays. You know, once every three months. I mean, like, what is the deal with this guy? He's gonna miss again uh, tomorrow night too, isn't he? Yeah, he is going to miss again. So out of the 26 possible games that he could have been uh, in action for the Kansas City Chiefs, he has played in 12 of those games. It's kind of one of those things, you know, how, like, you get what you pay for. Like, there's a reason why some cars continue to be on the lot. Like, people have looked at him, and they simply said, I don't want to buy that car. The Chiefs, <laughs> like, 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 the Chiefs signed for an underperforming, often injured wide receiver and thought that he was going to be different for them. This is the same reason Buffalo got rid of him. This is the same reason that Los Angeles decided to go get Brandon Cooks instead of signing him. The exact same problems that have existed in the last two stops are now happening for the Kansas City Chiefs. So now Hill is back, and he, he scored a couple of uh, touchdowns. Uh, he at least, you know, is a badass. He plays. I got no problem with him. I do have issues with, uh, you know what, Watkins reminds me of uh, Deshaun Jackson, great receiver when he plays once a month. I think he's better than – or I think, I think Deshaun Jackson's better than Sammy Watkins, but I do get the analogy that you're making. Tyreek Hill is probably one of the five best receivers in the NFL. He made a catch last week where his first touchdown catch – I mean, maybe there's five receivers in the NFL that could do it. Like, I don't even know if DeAndre Hopkins makes that catch because I don't know if he's fast enough to get down there to kind of get himself in position. Like, he can physically make the catch, 
but I don't know if he has the timing and speed to kind of catch up with it. Like Odell maybe makes that catch, Antonio Brown in his prime. Like there just aren't many guys that can make that catch. But, no, I mean, you're right on Sammy Watkins. I mean, the, the vision for this offense was when they first got it, it was Kareem Hunt at running back, Tyreek Hill is your one, Sammy Watkins is your two, and then Travis Kelsey is your tight end and arguably the best tight end in the NFL. Obviously, Kareem Hunt's not there anymore. Sammy Watkins is rarely healthy. So now this offense is, is, is really kind of reeling by having a couple of major injuries and obviously not having Kareem Hunt. I think that uh, Carrington Harrison with us from uh, Sports Radio 610 in Kansas City. Uh, I think, uh, you know, Deshaun's better as well. But he, you know, the same thing. Like, this guy never plays either. He's always got something wrong with his legs. And when he does play, he just torches people. I, I think he's incredible when he's healthy, but he never is. So he's like the same kind of deal as, as Watkins. Let me ask you this question. When you're doing your show in KC, great town, by the way, I, uh, you know, my uncle lives there. I was born there in St. Luke's Hospital, and I was even at the 85 World Series. Imagine that. And I worked at KC TV5. Can you believe that? But let me, okay. uh, let me ask you, when you're doing your show there in the uh, afternoons, uh, it, when people are talking this week, like when they saw the Texans just absolutely torch you, I mean, that's what they did. They, you, you had the game, what was it, 17-3, and then you, like, never scored again the rest of the game. It was, like, embarrassing what they did to you. Did you uh, – were the fans livid, and were they saying that, you know, they're not even good enough to beat Houston, that Houston's better than them now? I mean, you know, fan is short for fanatics, so there's always going to be that, and we do live in this very reactionary, hot and cold era, so – I think it's kind of our job to maybe be a little bit more even-keeled. My take all this week has been very simple. The only thing no longer on the table for the Chiefs is the one seed. The Patriots are going to be the one seed in the AFC. They have uh, so, so they are two games up against every other team in the AFC, not named Buffalo, and they've already won at Buffalo. New England, unless something drastic happens, they are going to be the one seed. But the Chiefs can still do everything else, and I think what's kind of hurt Chiefs fans is Ever since they lost in the AFC Championship game, I think it has been this us and the Patriots, us and the Patriots, us and the Patriots, that now for the last two weeks you've had to kind of undo the last eight months of your thinking when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs. It is not them and the Patriots. The Patriots are the best team in the NFL, and the Chiefs are in that second tier with about nine other teams. Do you think that uh, Mahomes' ankle is still a problem, and do you think that uh, he's – uh, at all struggling uh, so far this season, or do you think he's just uh, normal? I don't want to use the term struggling because I think last year when you throw for 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns, that the bar was just, was just set so high that this year if you throw for 4,100 yards and then 39 touchdowns, people are going to question if you were as good as you were last season when you had one of the five best uh, number seasons we've ever seen in the history of the NFL. From an ankle standpoint, it's clear that it bothers him. There was one play – against the Texans where he rolled out and he typically kind of turns the corner a little bit faster and a little bit more athletic. He turned the corner super slow. He then wasn't able to kind of set his feet. And then he just three hopped it to um, Blake Bell, their backup tight end. I think he makes that play if he's healthy, but we got to be honest here. It's the NFL, but I understand that some teams deal with injuries more than other teams, but it's not an if you're going to deal with injuries in the NFL. It is a when your team deals with injuries. I mean, if the, if the goal of the sport is to collide into other human beings, 
at some point people are just going to get injured and your team has to be built in a way to overcome it. And so far, the Chiefs haven't overcame it very well. So, uh, Carrington Harrison is with us from Kansas City, Sports Radio 610. Do you think that, uh, you know, Denver's actually had about 12 sacks in the last three games. It seems that they're catching on to Vic Fangio's schemes and blitzes and everything else. And they're definitely rushing the passer better. Uh, do they pose any problem at all for the Chiefs tomorrow night in Denver? Or do you think they get right against that uh, Bronco team? Well, I think Denver poses a problem for the Chiefs. If you can run the ball effectively, which Denver can do with Royce Freeman and Phillip Lindsay, and you can play good defense, then you 100% can beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, I saw Carrion Johnson, who was averaging 2.1 yards per carry, rush for 125. Marlon Mack ate this team up. Last week, Carlos Hyde, who hadn't rushed for 100 yards in 33 consecutive games, rushed for almost 150 against the Kansas City Chiefs. So, if you can play good defense, if you can control the line of scrimmage and run the football, then you absolutely can beat the Chiefs. I'm picking the Chiefs for this very simple reason. I still think the Chiefs, by the end of the season, will be one of the two best teams in the AFC. I think they'll be um, two seed behind the New England Patriots. This is just one of those teams that you can't lose to. There are some losses that are not bad losses. To me, the Colts is not a bad loss. The Texans is not a bad loss. Losing to the Broncos, who are going to be one of the ten worst teams in the NFL at the end of the season, is a bad loss. I understand that it's in the division. I understand that it's a short week. Great teams find a way to grind, especially when their back is up against the wall. They find a way to win at Denver. So who's going to be the Royals manager? If I had to guess, I would say Mike Matheny will probably be the manager. I don't really know what they're waiting for to announce it. So, I mean, that's kind of been the thinking here the whole time in Kansas City. So I would, But right now they are – excuse me – um, David Glass, who owns the team, he is now selling it to somebody else, John Matheny. So maybe that's what they're waiting for, for them to officially change hands. He kind of gets situated, and then they make their announcement. But if I had to guess, Mike Matheny, um, he's going to be the manager for the Royals. All right, great stuff tonight, Carrington. Uh, thanks for joining us. Let's see how the Chiefs do tomorrow night in the thin air in Denver. And uh, we'll check you out on uh, CBS Sports Radio the next time you're on. Thanks for coming on the bench tonight, brother. Appreciate you. Hey, I appreciate you having me on, man. Thanks a lot. All right, Carrington Harrison in Kansas City. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.